all the parking was taken. So I parked in this garage, and I was like, man, I'm going to get this truck up here. Like, and I had to push that 300-pound trike up all the ramps of the parking garage. <laughs> and as I'm pushing it, like, I'm just, like, pushing. And we get to this event, and we, like, sell, like, one cup of coffee. It was crazy. <laughs> this is, this that is, broke, uh... That broke me. So this is it. This is the Sati episode, and I'm not going to waste too much of your time, but I am very excited that I finally get to share this. Um, we've been trying to get together and record this for a very long time, and our schedules never match, so I'm just happy that we finally got the chance to sit down together and tell the Sati cold brew story. Um, and I'll just give like a very brief summary. Sati Cold Brew is a coffee company founded by Daniel and Brandon, who you will hear from very shortly. Um, it's a company that is almost two years old, but you'll know from listening that they've been in business for a lot longer than that. Um, they had something prior to this company that wasn't very practical, and it didn't actually work out like they wanted it to. Um, but they're getting so much more success with Sati Cold Brew. And it really just goes to show that if you stay persistent and determined that you can get things done. And anyways, uh, like I said, I don't want to babble too much. So this is the Sati story. Enjoy. All right. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to finally be doing this. This is something that we've been planning for a very long time. I look back at my notes. I'm about 20 episodes in, which means it's been like 24 weeks that I've been doing this. And I've been planning to do it since the fourth episode. <laughs> That's when me and Brandon started talking about it. So I'm thrilled that I finally got the Sati crew, Daniel and Brandon. Welcome. Thank you yeah. so much. This is awesome. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Can't wait. Okay. So right into it. Sati established 2018, but we know that the coffee grind so to speak, starts a lot before that, though. Yep. Yeah. And how far back exactly does the idea go? 2014? 2015? 2014, we were living in the apartment. That's when we started flowing with, like, names and stuff. Yeah. That's when we really started talking about a future outside of the daily grind, so to speak, you know, out of the rat race, and what else we could do to get beyond that that's when we first started thinking about ideas 2014 how long have you guys known each other fifth grade since fifth grade mm -hmm. we go back all the way back yeah yeah you know homies both of you really have like an entrepreneurial spirit at all or where does this uh, or ideology yeah. come from um well i i grew up my dad owned a video game store mm -hmm. and so he was just like an entrepreneur and so i was around that mindset and then also a good buddy of mine his dad was like a really like big uh, businessman, owned like these multi-million dollar businesses. And so that kind of inspired me to see what business was and like how much it could affect just society as a whole. You were always watching that? Yeah. From like a young age? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, 
uh, rich dad, poor dad kind of situation. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was always asking him questions and stuff about business. And um, so I was always passionate about that. And that's here in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You as well, Daniel? Did you grow up in Colorado? Yeah. I grew up in Colorado. I mean, we moved from Wisconsin right after I was born. You know, I was maybe eight when we moved back here. Okay. Um, But my family was all from here, and so they all settled back in. And um, I started working when I was really young, like 14 or so. My dad played this game with all of my older siblings that would, you know, he'd match whatever... Uh, contribution we could bring to buying a vehicle by the time we were 16. So it's nice. like, all right, if I can go to work for two years, I can save up like two, three grand and then get a, a nice car to start, you know, when I get my license. And so um, my dad really just, yeah, honed that work effort in me, I guess, that work ethic. So you guys kind of see it both from your dad, the idea to go out and be yeah. a professional, work hard and things like that. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think what really poured gasoline on our spark that we had in our mind was um our mentor craig Mm -hmm. um i met craig when we were working at applebee's and he basically presented me this idea of financial freedom Mm -hmm. and then he took us under well took us under his wing and started mentoring us about like network marketing but it was way more than that it was like all these business books he was presenting to us to read and like we're basically doing like book reports about it like a weekly basis on this like community chat basis and like yeah. being held accountable and having meetings with him in coffee shops yeah um and really, how old are you guys when you're reading these books 21 22 yeah okay really cementing that mentality then mm-hmm. yeah and he mentors both of you is that right so both of you guys kind of just like it almost sounds like you were inseparable that you've known each other since fifth grade working at Applebee's later in the future, like when you guys are 20, yeah, and the same mentor. Is that fair? Yeah. So, I mean, our our paths split like during high school and college. And then after I went to college, I came back and was looking for a job in Denver in like the financial department. That's what I went to school for. Um, But I did not like it at all. And I reached out to Brandon and was like, hey, I'm moving back. Like we should hang out. And so we did. Um, like one conversation is like an eight hour conversation overnight that kind of just led to us living together in the apartment that we moved into uh, with another friend of ours and we were both working at that Applebee's at the time when Brandon met Craig yeah he started mentoring Brandon first for about six weeks and I had no idea who this guy was or why Brandon was like going on these weird romantic coffee dates with this guy (laughs) I didn't know who he was you know but um yeah Brandon uh Brandon's mentality kind of started to change, and so I finally met Craig, and we were both mentored for about a year and a half under his tutelage. Yeah. How important do you think that is for entrepreneurs to have a mentor or somebody to it's, sort of guide them? It's key. Yeah, it's invaluable. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you think that success isn't there without a mentor? I think you can have success without a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a mentor, you're going to save a lot of headache. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, we wouldn't be where we are today without mentors. Well, shout out Craig. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Craig Pickroll. <laughs> if you ever hear this, we love you. Craig Pickroll, that's awesome. Yeah. He was an Applebee's regular, and now he's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Uh, yeah. So Brandon and Daniel go way back, all the way to the fifth grade, but before they had started Sati Cold Brew and gotten a few accounts lined up and had even gotten their coffee into a breakfast restaurant that continues to grow. 
they'd actually tried starting another business together. What was that business? Yeah, so that was uh, that was wake and break. Mm. Uh, that was our original concept: was wake up and take a coffee break. Um, and we did this fun play on words: B R A K E for break, like a handlebar sure. uh, break when you're riding your bike. And so we saw this really cool tricycle uh, out of Portland, and we we're like, "Yo, what if that had like a draft tower built on it?" And we just cycled around and served events with cold brew coffee, you know. Yeah. And that seemed like the most ingenious, fun, whimsical you're idea. Like this is gonna be the idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> when I heard it for the first time, I was I was so thrilled. I was like, "That's the coolest thing ever." Yeah. You guys are riding around on a bike serving coffee downtown. Yep. And yeah. I remember Brandon saying specifically that it wasn't like the most functional or brandable idea. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> um, so this tricycle that we got with the tap tower, first off, we weren't making our own coffee at this point. We were just taking like coffee from all around town that we thought was the best, like mm -hmm. Corvus and Forest Coffee and Novo Coffee, and we'd like rotate them. And we got to know these guys, um, try these coffees, um, which was great for getting our palettes ready to make our own sure. which we didn't even know we were about to do and then uh we like the cost of that was so high like we weren't making like barely anything um and this tricycle was like it was it was so cool it was like it this was awesome it was awesome yeah yep. we still have it we still actually. have it yeah i was literally just gonna ask about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah um but it like for the health department like they wanted like a hand sink on it and they wanted like um, the mobile food license. Like they basically wanted to clarify us as a food truck, which okay. is like an expensive license and you need all these like paperwork and stuff, which we kind of worked around with them like in a gray area kind of way. We didn't mm -hmm. use creamer, we didn't use sugar, so we didn't need the sink or anything. Oh, and wow. we didn't serve ice. So we're like, we don't need any of that. That's interesting. So, How did yeah. you keep the coffee chilled on the bike? Um, so we insulated like the inside of like the box part where the tap tower are with like uh, like thermal insulation and then we just dumped ice in there. Wow. So then it would leak the whole day. I was yeah. gonna say, where's that water going? Yeah. yeah. It, just, it would just leak and it was funny because you know we had these big ideas about doing like weddings or setting up in an office like doing catering stuff like that and we're like there's no way we can roll a bike into an office and let it leak the whole day like we can't do that and man we tried so many things to figure out how to you know more functional it's just more money like having to like pour more money into it wasn't making money and uh then the the biggest thing for us was like we wanted to be this mobile thing we wanted to be like a mobile coffee company mm -hmm. and it transient was, if was, you will it was it was nothing of the sort because <laughs> because a the bicycle with all the ice and the cakes and all the nitro tank and everything else it was like 300 pounds oh my goodness um no motor on it uh, <laughs> so, just leg power baby leg power wow, yeah that's amazing. Day. yeah and uh so we had this uh trailer um on the back of our big van that we stuffed all of our farmer's market stuff in and then we had a separate mini trailer for this tricycle yep. to, and then we had to build ramps to put the tricycle on there and so every morning we we're like pushing oh it on uh, these ramps onto the yeah, yeah. what I, was I, the I, actual I, vision for it <laughs> <laughs> if wake and break were to take off what is the vision that everyone 
that you have a bunch of bicycles riding around the city was that it actually yeah we looked at a couple different shops even in the first year of like places that we could operate out of and either have multiple tricycles just setting up inside of or outside of offices serving coffee on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis and then have a delivery program taking our bottled coffee we started bottling coffee and taking that coffee around the city just home delivery by bicycle so that was kind of the idea, but I mean, you know, you try to get somebody like, hey man, can we pay you five bucks an hour to ride your bike uh, for six hours? 300 pound bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, <laughs> we started to find out really quickly that that wasn't really gonna work. Yeah. Especially in Colorado when we're doing these events, you know, we looked at doing the, uh, the triple bypass, or not triple bypass, the, what is that one called? The tri bicycle yeah it's triple bypass i think is that yeah yeah and it's like this big mountain race you know and we're thinking about you know going and sitting up there these other people are riding their bikes all throughout the mountains and we're like man look at them go you know this is like <laughs> the crowd we're trying to appeal to and yeah it, it was you took the bike up to the mountain no uh, oh okay. we'd done it before but we didn't do that one because we'd done it before and we knew that that was just not gonna fly oh, yeah. you know that's even brave just to inspired to do that yeah and the hard thing is that we've seen the model work in other places you know so you talk about like Huntington Beach California for example you know it's all flat you're at the beach it's hot all the time you know the the weather is mild and you could ride you know your bike from your apartment to the beach if you live close enough Mm -hmm. you know you'd probably spend a good amount to live there but here it's so hilly and um, I think it finally broke for me we were serving this one office outside on a weekly basis and we had our big van this 15 passenger like you got a lot of kids Mormon van right wow. <laughs> um, it was awesome we could load all of our stuff up in it you know but then we'd attach the trailer on the back and we'd go down there and we'd get there about six in the morning or so to serve this office 6 30 and uh, we had to start paying for meters at seven so yeah. we would we were parked right across the street but we had, oh man, meter ticket people, they're just the worst. They're the worst. They, they're the worst. Those guys the hate worst. their life yeah, and they the want worst. everyone else to suffer. It's like, that's right. That's what they do. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's maybe five minutes after seven or eight, like we had to repay for our meter and we did. He comes up and writes us a ticket because we didn't pay for the spot behind because with a 15 what? passenger yeah. van oh, and a trailer, wow. that's two vehicles. And, and he wrote us a ticket for not having the license plate on the front of the vehicle. Dude, this Even guy. though I had it in, like, the, I pulled it out, and I was like, I have it right oh here. It was, he was just like, it's not on the front of the vehicle, you're getting written. What's his name? We're going to call him. <laughs> it, it, was, it was sitting on the dashboard, visible through the window. <laughs> and we're just like, this guy, like, we can't keep doing this. Wow, the know? meter made broke. Wake and break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Meter made guy, if you're listening, it, yeah. <laughs> you ruin people's lives. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I hope you're happy. Bad day. That was a real bad day. I think what broke it for me, like that, but we had this event downtown and I had to park the van and Daniel was like coming to meet me, but I had to park the van in this parking garage, like mm-hmm. three floors down because there's no parking near this event, anywhere near this event downtown. All the parking is taken. So I parked in this garage and I was like, man, to get this trunk up here like and i had to push that 300 pound trike up all the ramps of the parking garage <laughs> and as i'm pushing it like i'm just like pushing oh. and we get to this event and we like sell like one cup of coffee <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> this is this that is a uh, that broke me i was like what the hell yeah denver startup week 
that was yeah. that event and we showed up and we just started brewing our own coffee at this point and we were i mean we were jazzed we thought this was gonna like freaking go off people are gonna have exposure this is our first like marketing thing that we've ever done you know outside of just doing the normal events that we do um like doing marathons or whatever this was like this was press coverage you yeah. know what i mean we were excited and we get there and our coffee was sour oh because we were, I think we were using a nitrogen carb, uh, carbon blend, and yeah, you, can, you can't use carbonation with coffee, it'll go sour, and we didn't know that at the time, and we found out as we started selling oh, cups. Way. Yeah, and so we just called it the coffee IPA. <laughs> yeah. Like did you guys sell it like that? Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> you guys are animals. <laughs> you guys are born for this, that's amazing. What well, do you, I guess what do you do? I, I found out later this year actually that if it's sour, it actually means that the coffee is more safe to drink. Yep. How's that? Um, because it's more acidic, so the acidity kills all the bacteria. Really? Yep. Yeah. Had you guys known that back then? <laughs> maybe we're talking about wake and break as a company. Yeah. I mean, we've always talked about like putting it into beach town because mm-hmm. we didn't think it would kill it like on the beach. I think it would. Yeah. Do you think it's just the city and like Call, this I, market specifically that didn't? Yeah, I think that along with a combination of just our lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. um, things that we didn't know or resources that we didn't have available, uh, we didn't put any branding on the trike whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the trike itself, and so people would walk by thinking it was beer or not knowing what it was at all, just thinking we were a couple of goofy guys riding around on a tricycle like, with a box on it. Yeah, um, you know. But there are, there are models like that that works. You think about like SliceWorks downtown has the same kind of tricycle and yeah. they do events and deliveries that way but you know they don't have anything leaking out of them and um, yeah they they yeah they knew what they were doing <laughs> yeah and, yeah. and they, they had a central location from which to ride the bike like we didn't have that and we couldn't afford it there was no way wow. um but yeah if we could just go slang on the beach you know we think that would be yeah. a lot better <laughs> okay so the guys have their own wake and break business where they haul a 300 pound bike with a fridge attached to it around Denver. And in doing this, managed to garner enough attention to earn a spot on the local morning news, where they were introduced as a coffee trend. Now most businesses that follow trends use the popularity of said trend to earn more exposure, but Daniel and Brandon had a different idea. They realized that they might be able to spread the word of cold brew without having to really do anything. When we started, um, it was like perfect timing because that's when Starbucks started promoting cold brew like crazy. Yeah. And they just started like promoting it. Like it wasn't even like we weren't even noticing Starbucks like promoting cold brew until like maybe a couple months after we started. And then we just see Starbucks just like cold brew, cold brew, cold brew. And we're like, man, we're on trend like right now. Yeah. And that like helped us a lot because like it was just like a byproduct of advertising and marketing just for the product we were serving. Yeah. Just the words cold brew. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It was. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it. They yeah. kind of have done a lot of uh, the groundwork for us. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without Starbucks in general. Wow. I can't say that that's a place that I really enjoy the coffee or even the, the business model, but they're an incredible company, and we did a lot of our business meetings before from Starbucks. At a Starbucks, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so... They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They have kind of gone ahead of us in a lot of ways, and even with Nitro Cold Brew now, you know, Bill Nye just did his Nitro Cold Brew bit for Starbucks. Wow. Um, and they've been promoting Nitro and carrying it at every single location now. And so basically as we evolve and as we incorporate things, Starbucks is just a few months behind us, and then they promote for us, which is really great. Yeah. Uh, it makes it 
pretty simple to convert a customer. Um, when Starbucks is doing all the leg work, pretty yeah, much, yeah. all the advertising and marketing, people are like, I hear about this cold brew. And we're like, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, while I do still think that it's a trend and there's, um, you know, there's a lot of just hype in the market around it, mm-hmm. I do believe that cold brewing is going to be kind of the future. You know, you think like Great Britain had tea and you'd always have your hot tea and scones at tea time and you come to america and you think about the south having iced tea all the time yeah like iced tea was never a thing in great britain you know but here in the states it's the only thing that people in the south drink um and we've seen that over what two three hundred years now yeah um and coffee's been around just as long as tea and i think has as much room to grow and evolve that tea does it's such a complex thing and comes from so many places um, and there's a lot of people doing really cool things with it right now. So us just riding the wave of that and uh, now being able to innovate because we have some experience in the field is a lot of fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Were you guys nervous on the news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were so nervous. Our product, like, we were like, man, I hope it doesn't taste sour. Like, we were trying it in the parking lot, like, taking wow. shots of it, like, making sure it was tasty. You guys good. were jittery when you got up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It was early. Yeah, we got there early, like we got there real. Like we got there an hour and a half before we were supposed to be. There. I think our bit was at like five thirty in the morning or so. It, no, it was at six thirty. I think we got there at five. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But man, I mean, we'd been drinking coffee, and so we we're pretty jittery. We had to take yeah. the bike up the elevator and meander it through <laughs> the news network station. We put trash bags in it so it wouldn't leak. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, then we get there and we're like, man, this is like a, this is a lot of cameras. Like it's pretty hot behind the cameras. Mm-hmm. And Brandon was sick that oh, day. Oh yeah, I was sick. Yeah. So I was gonna mention that. I watched the clip and Daniel <laughs> speaks 95% of the time that you guys are up there. Well, yeah. I'm just an egotistical dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a pet talk with Daniel in the parking lot. Cause I was like, I, like, I was gonna do it. And I was like, Daniel, you gotta take this. Cause I literally could not speak. It was like, Daniel, you have to. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Like, any questions, you got it. <laughs> wow. And Daniel was like, all right. And you killed it. You explained cold brew on TV. So, for people listening, though, what is it exactly that haven't seen that interview? Yeah. What does that process look like? So, we actually still get asked this question a lot, which kind of surprises me, but um, cold brew is just a different style of extraction. So, you think about hot coffee if you're making, um, you know, just a drip coffee or even espresso particularly is what people normally relate it to because it's so concentrated. So espresso is using a very high temperature and a lot of pressure to extract the caffeine. And that's where your bitterness comes from. And so the art of making a nice espresso shot is to also have sweetness pulled out. So you're trying to measure that perfect amount of time and heat uh, to pour a perfect espresso. Wow. So it's not super bitter, it's sweeter. Right? Yeah. Um, but still is highly caffeinated. And so cold brewing is this different extraction style where you have a lot more surface area of the bean. They're ground more coarsely and you're giving it time without pressure and without heat. And it's a lot more even extraction and yields a much richer, much fuller expression of the bean, I would wow. say, in doing so. Um, but also coffee has a tannin that lines outside of the skin. And so when you're giving it that exposure, it removes a lot of the acidity and a lot of the bitterness. So you have a smoother, easier drinking, less astringent cup every time. Right, yeah. 
Also, when you're doing like a hot cup of coffee, when you're pouring the hot water on the top, it's actually like burning off some of the oils, and that's what's making the coffee like bitter and like acidic. Yeah. Um, and it's also making it like, I just like, it, it, I don't enjoy like just like a black coffee. Like, sure. it just, <laughs> I mean, unless like a professional barista makes it and they know how to like extract it like perfectly. Yeah. But you're like burning off some of the caffeine and you're burning off some of the oils that are like there that you can extract out with cold brew, like just a slower method with mm-hmm. cold water. So I, I like it. So you extract more caffeine yeah. with cold brew? Yeah, so typically you drink so. Less of it than like a regular hot cup of coffee if you wanted to get going for the day? Most of the time. It depends on how it's brewed. Uh, some people do a shorter brew because yeah. they just want something overnight. You know, you can stick it in your fridge and have it in 10 to 12 hours. It's not going to yield as high of a caffeine, you know, not as high of a caffeine yield, but it's still going to be really smooth and pretty strong. Mm-hmm. But if you let it go for anywhere between 24, you know, even up to 48 hours, you can still pull out a lot more. You can have a much higher caffeine yield. Um, and that's what we do is a uh, concentrate. So we give it a lot of time, pull out as much caffeine as we can while maintaining that really smooth flavor, not getting too bitter from the caffeine extraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can water it down or drink less or mix it with anything. Yeah. You know, half and half. Whiskey. Right. Whiskey. That's amazing. Coconut milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CBD. <clears throat> oh, CBD. We will get there. Um, so that's. That's sort of wake and break in a nutshell. Yep. And the idea of cold brew. You guys do go back a while though. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering where the idea or even motivation to start a business together came from. And why coffee specifically? Mm. Mm. It is really competitive. Yeah. Yeah, it is very. Um, so, but from my point of perspective, when we met Craig, um, we were like meeting in all these coffee shops and I'll let Daniel tell his side too, but like growing up, I didn't like coffee until I was like basically 20 or 21. I was trying like frappuccinos with like sweetness and caramel and whipped cream from Starbucks. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, but not about those drinks anymore because how unhealthy they are and like it just doesn't feel good on my body. But when we met at these coffee shops with Craig, like just the environment of the coffee shop kind of wrapped around me and like this idea of like coffee shops being like this center point for like all these business people coming in and making things happen. Like these go-getters coming in here and like they're gonna do stuff, they're gonna make things happen, like make things in their mind and their imagination become a reality. And it was just like a super cool moment for me, like just realizing that over a couple months and then having this coffee that I'm learning the science behind because I'm just in the shop and just like learning it and just like wow this is actually pretty cool craft really um and so I fell in love with coffee then mm-hmm. inadvertently yeah just from having meetings in the coffee shops yeah yeah what were you having meetings about um our meetings were basically we would go through like these 30-day core runs with Craig and the 30-day core runs were basically you're supposed to set a couple goals for the month and for like the days of like doing a specific um set of habits like for each day mm-hmm. like reading every day for 10 minutes um listening to an audiobook that's like a self-help audiobook or a business audiobook um going out and talking to three people like getting more social and networking mm-hmm. um and then like what was like some other stuff on the core run uh communicating 
with our mentor. So oh, yeah. um, giving an account of our day and receiving feedback mm-hmm. um, and then tracking our progress. Um, that was that was pretty pretty big. I mean, especially for me, like going to school for finance and like doing accounting, like I didn't even keep my own budget until yeah. I started working with Craig. And he was like, you got to keep an account. You know, you got to write down what you've done and you got to like have that be accountable to something. Really? Um, so even our daily tasks were, you know, held accountable to Craig and um, yeah. And so you get the idea or you start falling in love with coffee because you're spending all this time in coffee shops and realizing that it's a craft and all these people come in that are going to change the world. What is it for you? Did Brandon convince you, Daniel, to get into coffee or did you have your own interest in it? I didn't like coffee when I was growing up either. My dad was, man, my dad was a fiend for caffeine and um, he worked these graveyard shifts for United and was just drinking coffee all the time to the point that like his mood swings were terrible and my mom would get (laughs) mad about it. Um, And so I was not even allowed to touch caffeine, man, you know. Um, So fast forward until I'm about 18, 19 years old, just starting college and uh, started hanging out at coffee shops doing homework and saw people drinking coffee black and if I'd had my dad's I'd be adding a ton of creamer to it you know that French vanilla that was good but seeing people like drink black coffee and hearing people talk about coffee I was like man this is wild these people are nuts like it doesn't taste good you can't make coffee taste good yeah a lot of people feel like that yeah yeah and um, slowly but surely as I'm you know just hanging out and doing stuff in these coffee shops like I really did start to like the flavor of coffee but very similar to Brandon's experience it was the atmosphere of a coffee shop where people would come and gather it was just this warm inviting place you know where there's very little judgment unless you suck at ordering coffee and the barista is pretentious that exists for sure definitely you know that that was the most uninviting thing to me um, and something that I really you know want to create a coffee shop that doesn't have that you know that the warm and inviting atmosphere is offered by the barista just as much as by anybody else hanging out in that space yeah but the conversations that happened there even the conversations that I had there you know things that impacted my personal life and caused personal change and also hearing ideas about social change economic change you know just all these things that could start as just a seed over a cup of coffee I was like, whoa, I want to create this kind of atmosphere so that more of this can happen. Wow. Yeah. So Brandon and Daniel, friends, since the fifth grade, have a brief falling out in college where they don't speak to one another, but found that when they finally meet back up, they want to start a business together and get out of the rat race. And during this time, they start to fall in love with coffee shops and their environment and the people that go there. And they decide, let's do something with coffee. But they realize that their first business wasn't entirely practical. So how do we get to Sati Cold Brew Company? So Wake and Break really started in 2016. We signed the paperwork in late September to get like our legal license and then started operations the following summer. Um, so we had a lot of time to plan and everything else. And it really came to an end right about the end of the summer of 2017. Um, and we decided that we needed to take some time off and reflect on our experiences and find something that was more efficient, you know, that was more practical um, and hopefully still was a vehicle that would allow us to achieve our dreams without trapping us in the business like hell that we had created to work for ourselves. Yeah. 
Um, so we took some time to reflect and we went out and spent some time at a van together uh, yeah. in Montrose, you know, just watching the sun go down, having a fire, just talking about, you know, what uh, what business could be. How much time did you take off? A couple months. Yeah. We weren't really doing anything for a couple months. We were just kind of just chilling. Uh, we weren't like planning. We were trying to do little things here and there, like um, like making coffee still. We were still making coffee like in the fridge and trying to get better at it. Yeah. And like in mason jars and jars. And, um, and then we were like selling to our friends and family and slapping like wake and break stickers on it and then trying to like get it into like yoga studios. Yeah, um, I mean, we were still we were still working it. We were definitely still refining the product. But yeah. we were, we were chillaxed about it though. We were more like not as motivated to <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> we were pretty discouraged by the end. You know, we yeah. both... Um, you know, we're working full-time jobs still, and uh, that was kind of our focus. And we, I think we were still having Monday meetings, though. Yeah. Wow. So it was right at the beginning of about 2018. We put out that update video on our Facebook and stuff, which we'll That's probably right. take down soon. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to update people, let them know about our change. That we're like, okay, we feel like we have uh, a rejuvenated vision. We feel like what we're doing now is more closely tied into who we are as people. Uh, what kind of things that we want to see in the world and um, something that will give us more freedom and actually be practical. Mm. So that was kind of when Sati was born, right at the beginning of 2018. And so we launched the brand and came out that summer. Um, and then we met Mark. Yeah. And yeah. it was Mark. Mark's our other mentor. Um, wow. Yeah, so actually Abby used to work at Snooze. Mm -hmm. um, she worked for Mark. Um, and she, it's a he owns a kombucha company mm -hmm. and she had told me about him like when I first met him she was like oh I have this amazing guy that I worked for like you should totally go talk to him he's like really knowledgeable really smart businessman I think you should really go meet him and I was like yeah yeah cool cool yeah I'll do that and like a couple months go by never did it and some reason I was at work and you know, Abby was working I was like Abby let's go meet that guy today you just felt it I just felt it yeah mm -hmm. And so I just drove over there and I got there before her and Mark and I like immediately like hit it off because I was asking him all these questions and then I was telling him about our business and then he like showed me, like I didn't ask him to be our mentor at that point, but he like showed me his facility and like was like showing me his brew tanks and showing me like how he did everything and like was just like talking about how he grew his business and I was like just like to totally just in awe, like yeah. <laughs> I was just like where were you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and I basically was in so awe that I, like, basically, like, right at the end of our conversation, I was like, so, like, can I, like, pay you to be my mentor? Or, like, can you, like, I can I do something for you? Can I work for you? And he was like, I actually already mentor, like, this other company. Like, you can just come in here and just ask me questions if you want, and I'll answer them for you. So Daniel and I made it, like, a routine, like, to go in there once a week and ask him all these questions. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, and he kind of helped us reform the foundation of our company and like how we did things. Um, just like on a business side of things, not on like, um, like our mission, basically. Um, but he, he showed us just like, cause he was a financial advisor too. He was just like, yeah, costs here, costs here. Like this is how you make this cheaper. And then we had like this issue with our kitchen and then our kitchen being so expensive and he was like well actually you can you can use my kitchen if you want and just like took us under his wing and let us use his kitchen for free for like five months yeah and just basically picked us up on our feet and like brushed us off and was like 
All right. Yeah. Wow. Three minutes fire. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was really instrumental as well. You know, he was able to teach us so much more about our business. Like Craig taught us so much about just how to be like good good people. Yeah. It sounds like Craig sort of shaped mentality. Yes. Whereas Mark is more business yeah. oriented, specifically to you guys. Yeah. Really. You know, That's... really doing the same thing that we wanted to do. You know, we were buying kegs of coffee at uh, at the time, and he showed us how we could get our own coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, whoa, okay, this is a game changer. Like, basically cut our costs in half. We could produce all of our coffee. We could keep it fresh longer. And at every stage when something would happen, like I remember we uh, didn't have... Uh, cold storage we needed to be able to store our kegs and we're like oh man like we can't do it at our kitchen anymore uh, we can't produce at our kitchen anymore and these things kind of happen in stages and every time something happened you'd be like well i've got this garage that has a fridge in it yeah. you know he you always guys... had something in the yeah show, but... you know he just had something available for yeah. us every time he still does to this yeah. day like we still i was in there right before this really yeah, yeah. talking to him just about business and life yeah yeah so the people that think that starting a business is a lot of effort on their part. How important is it to get outside help? Hmm. Starting business is hard. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. The hardest part is starting, for sure. Sure. Yeah, because the people talk themselves out of millions of different things, whether it's like a new hobby or a new passion they want to start or a business, and they'll just talk themselves out of it yep. time after time. They're like, oh, wait, no, like this isn't the right time. Like, I'm, I've got this debt, or I've got this baby, or I've got this girlfriend, or, like, I'm going to do it in, like, two years, and then, like, five years later, still hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, so, I I think mentors, they they basically, they help you stay on your path. Yeah. Um, and then, like, if you have hiccups along the path, if they have experience in those hiccups, they can kind of guide you around those hiccups. Yeah. Um, which is very helpful, because... It will take you, I think, way longer if you don't have a mentor or a lot of money. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get caught in a few different traps too, where it is hard to start a business, but if you have the desire, like you know that there's something more, you're like, okay, there's something more. I want to do something. I don't know what it is, but I want to do something. I, I can do something. And so, just having that willingness um, to learn and um, just having a desire for, something different than what you're in. And for a lot of people that is being at the very bottom of where they've ever been and they're like, okay, I gotta make a change. Um, and so they do. But a lot of people do have the work ethic too. You know, they're willing to work, but they don't know in what direction to work. Right. So they're like, well, I would do this, but what do I do? How do I do this efficiently without spending a ton of money or without gaining a bunch of new skills? And so that's where I really think a mentor is incredibly helpful it's because they can kind of point you in the right direction like this is where you should exert your effort this is where you should apply your work if you're willing to um, so those two things I think being ready for an opportunity when it comes and having the desire when it's there and then being willing to put that work into action and have faith in the person that's giving you the direction yeah you know that they've that's done huge. it before and that you know if you follow their advice that the outcome will probably be better than if you did it yourself and you guys have had a couple of hiccups, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> a couple. I mean, couple. yeah, I mean, you, the amount of obstacles you have to go through in a small business is, you can't even count them. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't name off every single obstacle we've uh-huh. had. 
I can name off some main ones, but like, yeah. the, there's an obstacle every day. Yeah. Like, every day, every week, and really? you just, I, and before like it would like really stress us out. Like we would really take it in deeply, get depressed about it, and like get angry at each other about it. Like yeah. really, it's caused like tension in our relationship um, with these obstacles. Um, but now it's like we see an obstacle and we're like okay that's an obstacle how do we get past it yeah whoa and it's just the discipline to take action too which is something i did not have coming into the business (laughs) like i procrastinated everything everything you know and brandon would be like dude what are you doing how did you let this happen and i'm just like well i was you know i was just being a boy (laughs) And um, yeah, so I, I really had to learn discipline and I'm still learning discipline and time management. And Brandon has been really instrumental in that. He's always been really good at both of those things. And wow. Craig was also really instrumental in that, even holding Brandon accountable to a higher level than he was. Um, and it still takes time, but now that the discipline is in place, habits are formed so much easier and overcoming my objections when I get up in the morning, I'm like, I don't want to go do this at three in the morning, you know, or stay up until 12 at night to get up at six the next day. Like, I just don't want to do it. Um, And there were times that we didn't, you know, it's happened. We've slept through things and we've let things go. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just like, well, we can't let that defeat us. You know, we can't take it so personally on our own character or on our own uh, ability to create something beautiful. You know, we just have to push through it and do better the next time. Daniel, like, we, our partnership is kind of cool. It's like we bring characteristics to a table that grew both of us. So, like, for Daniel, like, he, he has so much passion, faith, and, like, is such a good person that he like made me a good person just throughout all those obstacles like i was like man he's so nice like he's so good damn i can't be mad at him and then like he had like so much faith like he had like had so much optimism and positivity like i would i would have quit like way longer before if i didn't have daniel by my side wow, that's because amazing. daniel was like always like no man like we got this like it, it's gonna be way better next time like it's like, <laughs> and he's like this vision is like 10 years down the line we're gonna be like in guatemala and like yeah he's just always so optimistic and that's just like who he is like that's yeah that's daniel like he's this optimistic like outgoing faithful person like he has faith and i struggle with that and i struggle with like confidence and he doesn't so wow yeah. and that helps the business yeah yeah i mean brandon and i are just really opposite in a lot of ways and Um, something that like we recently kind of just noticed I guess we've known forever but like noticed how important it was to us like we have birthdays on opposite solstices Mm -hmm. you know and so we're just like totally different sides of the spectrum when it comes to how we deal with problems and how we see things and and I mean Brandon like get mad at me for my optimism be like you have to be more realistic Daniel you're gonna get us into trouble like you're gonna make us take these big risks and I'm like no 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 it's okay and then I'd get like there were times it didn't work out there were times it did but there were a lot of times that it didn't work out and um you know I would take that pretty hard I'd like get depressed you know I'd be like man Brandon just questions my character so much and he's like no I just question your ability to make good decisions because they're based on your emotions yeah um so that was something else that Craig taught us was to be more principle based in our thinking and in our decision making um rather than emotionally based um 
and that saved us from a lot now. Yeah. So business can really test a friendship. It can either totally end it or make it stronger than ever, which is why a lot of entrepreneurs usually don't start a company with friends. And yet Brandon and Daniel somehow find a way to make it work. So much so that they actually start getting their coffee into rock climbing gyms, cafes, and city offices, and even snooze. And for those listening that don't know what snooze is, it's an ever-growing breakfast restaurant with a passionate cult following. So much so that people are lined up at 6 a.m. every morning just to get in. And at one point in time, both Brandon and Daniel are working for Snooze at the exact same time. Daniel eventually moves on to find another job, but Brandon, staying put for as long as he had, actually pays off for the both of them. And they get their coffee into this breakfast restaurant. So what's it like getting your coffee into Snooze? It's always been a dream of ours. Yeah. Um, from break or break, honestly, we were like, man, it'd be so cool if we had our coffee on tap and Snooze. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? And we just like have talks about that. We would just laugh about it. We didn't really like go for it or like email anybody about it. Or um, We talked to Bree over at Snooze and like she actually sat down with us and kind of mentored us on some stuff. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've ever met Bree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's an amazing person. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah she's, yeah, she's so nice. Yeah, she's so nice. So um, nice. It's crazy. And she she's put so much like faith in us too. And um, but we weren't like asking to be in the snoozes at that point or anything like that. And we really didn't didn't ask. Like um, it kind of fell in our lap um, when I was working behind the bar. One of my regulars that had been a regular um, for years, his name's Kim, and he like came in, he was always like a super nice guy, got the same breakfast, he was definitely business oriented, like he um, owned a bunch of franchises in Colorado, California Pizza Kitchens, and like he was like into Panda Express and like all these other things and helped like build these franchises. So you knew the guy knew what he was talking about. You knew that he was pretty well off too, like he was just like living his life, he had his habits on place, he was like the I, like, if a book was to, to talk about, like, the perfect form of habits of, like, a business person, that would be Kim. Like, <laughs> he was, like, working out all the time, get the same breakfast, like, have his habits in place, like, was always on time. And he was also, like, a nice person. Like, he was, yeah. like, he always tipped, like, outrageously. Like, he tipped me, like, $100 a couple times. Oh, gosh. And for some reason, like, I, I kind of have this ability to like just know like people that are gonna like intersect in my life in the future I don't know where it comes from but I was like this guy for some reason I feel like he's a like he's gonna help us out in the future I feel like either like he's gonna help us build like a franchise or like he's just gonna be a mentor and so like whenever I meet somebody like of that caliber I always ask them if they are down for mentorship mm -hmm. and I got his number didn't really do anything with the mentorship. He always came in and he was always really busy. Um, but I didn't see him for like nine months. Um, he didn't come in. And then he came in and I was working behind the bar and he would look way different. He was like in this, like, he was always in gym clothes, but he was like in business suit, slacks, like really nice shoes, had like his laptop in his hand. And he was just like beaming, like smiling. Usually he was like, just like, kind of like just straight face, like military face almost. Um, and he was beaming, and I was like, what is up, Kim? Like, yeah. where have you been? And he was like, and he, he made it his his point to like come out and see me, and I was like, oh, 
And so I was talking to him and he's like, actually I'm meeting with the CEO of Snooze today. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, David, like I'm, I'm meeting with David. And I was like, cool, why? And he was like, can't really tell you. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, David finally came in and Kim was like, before he went to meet with David, he's like, yeah, you should come say hi. And I was like, I totally will. And they went and sat down and I was working behind the bar and I got slammed behind the bar. Like it was my intention to go over there, but I got slammed. I had drinks, mm -hmm. I had people. And like, it was just like that pinnacle moment where the bar was just like hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just couldn't get over there. And finally the bar kind of like cooled down for a second and Callie was their server and Callie came up to me and she was just like, hey, that guy sitting with David is asking for you. I don't know why, but wow, do you know him? And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I like went over and I like said what's up to David because I've met David a couple times and said hi to Kim and then Kim just like poured into me like in front of David and was like, this guy's awesome. He always gives amazing service. Like he's an amazing bartender. Like I love coming here just for him. And like, he has this coffee company, like this cold brew coffee company he's been telling me about. And he just like went off and then David kind of like looks up at me and he's just like, coffee company? He's like, well, why haven't I heard anything about this, Brandon? <laughs> and I was like, I was waiting for the right moment. I guess this is that moment. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. And so I went, I told David about it and he was like, cool, we'll take a keg of that for the mothership and like, let's get talking about this. And then I kind of left and then David came behind the bar and um, he talked to me more about it. it was, we were like looking at the tap tower and stuff and he was just like, so you can do kegs? And I was like, yeah, we can do kegs. Like, do this and he's like okay all right well i i want to i want to taste this coffee and like people were walking by like servers like yeah. you and like whatever was like walking by i was like it's so good oh yeah it, for it, sure yeah. i remember yeah. that day i shook his hand and told him a joke and he didn't laugh <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine and then i went back to the bar and i was like i'm gonna let brandon do his thing yeah oh, yeah man. so um yeah i mean we were talking then he sent over cindy's contact info which is like the person who chooses the product for snooze and uh, I was like, Daniel, I like this is gonna happen. Like we're gonna go meet with them. Like I don't know what's gonna happen, but we kind of got in because we met CEO, and he kind of, you know, I got you know complimented by this regular. Um, and so we went in there, and we just we crushed it. Like we yeah. crushed the meeting. You guys crushed it. Yeah. We we prepped a lot ahead of time. This was like yeah. you know your your college final for a business class kind of presentation. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, and luckily that's what I'd gone to school for. And so Brandon and I kind of put our heads together and we're like, all right, what do we need? What do we need to tell them? What do we need to present to, you know, make this a possibility? Mm -hmm. um, and Brandon knew that they would be hard on us. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like knew who Snooze was. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like an upper hand. Cause I was like, I know what they're gonna want to see. No I know like they're about like, we have a lot of the same like pillars as Snooze. Like we built our company based on like a lot of what Snooze is. Yeah. Um, just like that mindful aspect Snooze is. So it wasn't that hard to like shape it that way. Like we were already that way. Yeah. Um, we just had to like communicate it to them. Were you guys nervous for that meeting? Yes, but we were confident. Yeah. Yeah, we were confident going in there. Like we were nervous, but we were definitely yeah. confident. Like I. I felt confident because I knew people in the mothership and I was yeah. going to be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, hey, like, my friends, yeah. And David, I knew, was there. Um, 
So yeah, when we went in the meeting, we brought like our presentation, brought our cakes in. They weren't expecting us to bring the full cake and we brought the cake. We're like, yeah, this is what it is. Like you guys get the full experience. That's amazing. Yeah. And we got like these scotch glasses with yeah. like spear ice and like, we poured like the glass of like cold brew with like the sphere ice cubes in the glass, like a scotch glass. Very nice. Yeah. Very classy. Very classy. Yeah. We we knew that we needed to make an impression, but we weren't too worried about the outcome. Yeah, we wow, did. That's yeah. amazing. Why not? Well, it was either we don't get it and that sucks, but probably we don't get it and they still teach us something. You know, something that we can take from it, or maybe even an opportunity to serve them in the future. Yeah. And we knew that if we did get it, we probably weren't ready for it, um, and needed to, you know, needed to up our game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we got it, you know, that was uh, an incredible opportunity and catalyst. But um, yeah, I mean, either way, the outcome would have been in our favor. I think if we were able to look at it that way. That's a real business mindset, even looking forward to being able to fail. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you guys learn, and then you guys get it into Lone Tree Snooze. Yep. A couple months later, it's in all snoozes. Brandon knew. I you probably knew for a couple of months too, but you guys held on to the secret. <laughs> you guys held on to it so good. Yeah. Dude, I win five dollars on a scratch lotto ticket. I'm posting it on Facebook. It's on Snapchat. I'm like calling <laughs> your family. Guys, I did something amazing. How do you guys keep that news in? Uh, we had to. We had, yeah. I mean, we told our friends and family, like close friends and family, and we were really stoked about it. But like, we knew that like, if the word got out, it could be like a downpour for us. Like, it, we might not happen because Snooze was trying to respect like Forest and respect like the other company, and like they're trying to like respect like like the outcome of like when we were supposed to launch and stuff, which we respect mm-hmm. um, a lot. And it was hard definitely but we we held it in for sure i mean mostly me because i was at snooze people were asking me like all the time one day i was just behind the bar grabbing some skim milk for something some table and brandon's like oh by the way dano we got all of our coffee and all the snoozes and just dropped it and then like, went back to like serving at the bar. I'm like, how do you just say like drop a bomb like that and then just go pour like iced tea again it was incredible. <laughs> I was so happy for you guys. And I was like, well, why aren't you jumping? You're like, oh, I've known about it for like two months. So, yeah. That's crazy. So, what's next for Sati? Man, there's a lot on the horizon. And I think that's where, you know, we're talking about this original idea of what's happening over the winter time, you know, taking an investment to uh, pour into some of the, the streams that we've got going and hopefully make those rivers. Um, but yeah, so install in all the snoozes is next week as we speak today we're having emails come in from all the snooze gms you know ordering their product and you know giving us encouragement about how excited they are to carry it and uh we're we're really stoked on that and this is a big month you know that happens this upcoming week and at the same time um, we've just hired on a marketing team and we're slowly trying to build that out you know slowly trying to build our our presence and you know people's awareness of us online and on social media in ways that we haven't before because we just didn't have the time or the resources or the you know the knowledge and so we're gonna be pouring a lot into that and with our canned coffee you know lasting so long and being able to ship it here hopefully in the next month or so nationwide um, that's kind of our next our next move 
is to make sure that we have a, a shelf-stable product that we can ship nationwide and then promote it like crazy. Let people know that we're in the marketplace, that we're here to stay, that we're here to make an impact, you know? Wow. That's amazing. That's Sati in a nutshell. Yeah. We yeah. have let the bean out of the bag and now I like to end always by asking rapid fire questions. Tight. Um, so just answer to the best of your ability. Just first thing that comes to mind, I'll just start and then I'll alternate. Cool. All right, so Daniel, what's your favorite cartoon of all time? Oh man, Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> uh, Brandon, what's the last movie you saw in theaters? Oh uh, man, uh, it was that one. <laughs> we were there together. Yes, we were there together. What was it? It starts with an A, ends with... Aladdin. 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 <laughs> Daniel, what was the first concert you ever went to? Ooh, Reliant K. How old were you? I was 14 years old. Whoa. Yeah, with my very first girlfriend ever. It was pretty cool. <laughs> we went with her dad. That's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of first girlfriends, Brandon, who was your first kiss? Emily Peary. Yeah. Which was Daniel's ex, too. Shout out to Emily. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what's something you're never wrong about? Nothing. <laughs> That's a beautiful answer. I don't know if that means that you're always right or always wrong, but I I like it. I'll let you make your own conclusion. <laughs> Brandon, what's your biggest fear? Uh, snakes. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, I'm going to ask you the same question. What's your biggest fear? Um, I don't know. I'm not afraid of a lot of things. Sharks? Tornadoes? There's not a lot of physical Birds. things that scare me. I would say that my biggest fear is like losing my mind. Mm. Yeah, something like dementia or Alzheimer's or something uh, that happens before my time. You know, losing my, losing my ability to think clearly. Wow. Okay. Um, Brandon, what's the first thing you think of in the morning? Sleep? <laughs> uh, and the same question to both of you Daniel what is the best advice you've ever heard oh man yeah I, I mean some, this is something that like I was recently uh, like recently heard in this way but something that I've always kind of viewed this way is that everything can be poison and everything can be medicine and it just depends on the frequency and the dosage yeah that really stood out to me um, even I mean I think that's kind of the whole idea of mindfulness in a nutshell is like yeah recognizing uh, times when things are good and times when things are bad, even if it's the same thing. Cool. Brandon, what is the best advice you've ever heard? Mm. Um, you've got time to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I had time. I was, <laughs> I was like, what is he going to say? Um, be careful who you listen to. Mm. That's why I say for us. Last one, and Sati is fill in the blank. What is Sati? Sati is a way in which we can express what we believe and how we live to other people in a multifaceted way, be that business, social, economic, personal function. It's an entity that's bigger than us that we want to build out that can basically be an impact to 
society and the world and basically be um, be leaders in where the world change should go and like there's all these big companies out there that aren't doing good things they're you know doing deforestation and like mm -hmm. doing like these really sly business deals and the people who are actually going to change that is like other businesses who come up and are like leaders and are a presence in society that can actually help society see a different perspective yeah so daniel brandon thank you so much for taking the time to do this i'm so happy that i finally got to I can stop giving you guys shout outs on every single episode. I'm always like, guys, next week, I swear to God. <laughs> we did it. Guys, we thank you so much. It. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's a pleasure. pleasure. It's fun. So that is Sati Colbrew. Um, yeah, it's just a super fascinating story about how two guys started a coffee company together. And despite the industry being so competitive, they seem to be too laser-focused to even care. And now they are reaping the rewards. They do have a long way to go. And in talking to them, uh, it appears that like the end goal is to open up an actual coffee shop somewhere. And a lot of that environment that they originally were inspired by is something that they strive to recreate. And I think that they're going to do it, actually. Um, I don't want to speak for them, but... It's just, it's hard not to see that happening. They're both too focused, like I said. Um, anyways, and a huge thanks to both of them, both Brandon and Daniel, again, for taking the time to do that. And if you guys know somebody that likes cold brew, tell them about Sati Cold Brew. You can actually order coffee online, which, what in the actual world is that? Like, coffee arrives at your door. Ordering coffee online. You don't even have to go to the drive-thru. You look like you're on your phone. And then, bam, cold brew coffee. Crazy. Um, and also, if you like the podcast, don't don't be scared to share it with people. That's literally the only way that it grows. So just be like, hey, uh, you, should, you should listen to this one. This one is, it's okay. And they'll be like, oh, maybe. You know, you tell people to watch like 15 shows on Netflix, you can tell somebody to listen to a podcast that's like an hour. Um, and for anybody listening that knows of the podcast, How I Built This with Guy Raz, that's what this whole thing was constructed over. I felt like interviewing people about a business they started was is literally the podcast, How I Built This. So... Yeah, I totally just, I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm inspired by it and I want to do something sort of like that. So that's what this episode ended up being. And anyways, like I said, if you like it, it is Comedian Ordinaire and literally just look it up on the internet. The Instagram page will probably come up and this podcast might come up. So if you do enjoy it, that's, that's awesome. I'm so happy. And anyways, uh, I know that I said in the last episode that I was going to take about three weeks off, but I feel that this one just needed to be put out right now because I didn't want to sit on it forever, and I will be back with the regular Ordinary podcast in about two weeks, and I think that that's the new format now, every two weeks, so just that I have more time to edit it, like all the background music that I got to put into this, it wasn't easy, but I think that it makes it so much better, so I would like to start doing this every two weeks and anyways thanks so much for listening uh i'll 
guess I'll you might hear me in the next one. What a awkward ass sign off. All right. See ya.